Hi guys, welcome back to What's Holding You Back, episode 17. We are super excited to be back with another incredible episode to serve you so you can understand your unlimited potential. Our primary mission and purpose behind recording these podcasts are to bring guests which can help you know that you are the creator of your life. You have full control over your life and you can live the life of your dreams by breaking past the limitations you have created for yourself. Today's topic is all about making everyone seen and heard in our society today. It is so easy nowadays to look down on someone and make them feel that they have something wrong with them. Especially in today's day and age, it's so important to be kind to everyone as you don't know how you are making them feel or what challenges they are facing in today's modern world. When you see someone not feeling included or feel they are not part of an inclusive environment, we should ask ourselves that are we doing, what are we doing about it? We are bringing on an incredible story of a person who decided to stand up for inclusion and decided to start a social startup to make the dev, deaf in Pakistan feel seen and heard. She is the CEO of Connect Here and it was started in 2017 in a humble beginning. She was the interpreter for her parents at all instances and at times she was not there for her parents and that led her parents to miss out on opportunities she she took the challenge that she was facing as an opportunity to give birth to this amazing startup called connect here which is focused on providing professional sign language interpretation services through video based and in-person channels its main mission is to give deaf individuals tools that enable them to communicate effectively with which allows them to be independent and feel confident about themselves our amazing guest is also an diana award recipient and has been mentioned in forbes and pioneer post among other publications her start startup is a winner of pasha ict awards and has received a merit position in the 18 apicta awards a lot of achievements there um <laughs> and it is our honor to please welcome azima damji truly grateful to have you azima thank you so much it's azima damji oh i'm okay. very particular about my name <laughs> no worries at all thank you so much guys for inviting me it's an honor Thank you so much, Azima, firstly, for being here again. Um, and yeah, I'll start off with the first question. So Azima, can you please tell us a bit more about you and the birth of Connect? I mean, we mentioned it briefly, but you know, from your um, from your words, it'll be great to hear and its key goals and mission. Of course, I think um, you guys mentioned it very correctly that um, Connect here was started because um, because of my own story and because of my own family history. So I've been raised by two wonderful deaf parents and sign language is my mother tongue. And growing up, you know, the, the world was different for, you know, how it was inside the house and outside the house where, you know, within my family, it was very comfortable for us to talk in sign language and everything was normal. But the moment we used to step outside, I used to see the kind of, difference the society created just because my parents had limitations and they used a different language and there were a lot of instances where i felt uh, my parents who are raising you know two children can't you know access 
things independently, be it healthcare, be it, you know, transportation, be it banking, anything, um, just like the rest of us. And then everybody around me would always come up and, you know, there would be an awe that, you know, two deaf people are able to raise kids. And it was such a big deal that I kind of realized that maybe there is a huge gap that exists in society and people don't know about sign language, about deaf community. And honestly, I never thought that I would be the one taking up the initiative or working in this area. It just kind of just happened. I always used to believe that someone would come up one day and use technology to support the deaf community so that the challenges my parents went through no one's no one else have to but like you know one day sort of like kind of came to me that if no one else is doing it that doesn't mean I cannot and it started with like a like a university project then it got attention that we were working on it full time in summer break when we were 19 years old me and my friends from high school and then slowly and gradually we're standing today five years later being the pioneers of bringing this movement in Pakistan I think this is incredible and amazing like you you saw there was an opportunity and I can only understand what I can't even understand to be honest how I would feel to you know especially in Pakistan I would say like it, I'm not I'm saying I'm not saying like it wasn't bad I think it's grown now with the awareness with, you know you've started this but before I can only imagine that people would look like down on you seeing like oh like you know oh you've got it oh you know sympathy or like and, and we are independent individuals and we don't want to feel have any you know any sympathy towards anyone so I, I'm so glad you know it, it must have been a hard decision to even like you know stand up front for him because you even when you started people would be like oh what she do what are you doing like you don't need to do yeah, that absolutely. You know? <laughs> <People> <laughs> are, I think people think there are so many issues in the world that they forget like you know they're like oh it's such a niche market and I'm like first of all to call like you know literally human a niche market but then if no one's going to work for them, then how do we make them a part of our economy? How do we improve their quality of life? How do we make sure that the troubles my mom and so my nanny had, my grandmother had four deaf daughters in a time when people used to, you know, tell her that your daughters are going to go back to back and they're not going to have a proper life just because they have certain limitation. And they would tell my grandmother to do all sorts of things to fix my parents, fix my mom. So it's it's been a journey for my family. And I think that it was important for someone to take the step to change the narrative no and it's high time we allow everyone to be humans and not be defined by our disabilities because now disabilities are a lot of disabilities mental health is also kind of disability like there are so many disabilities and we all have a right to live uh, like a dignified yeah. life without having you know all this like as you said your auntie was saying like do beg like that that's I guess the time was different now like you know because now you've made that shift people are seeing like oh now like you know the, their perspective has probably changed a lot yeah um, and I mean the way people define limitation it's not that they're born with limitation it's the environment around them creating that limitation as well so like you know all of us not knowing sign language that's probably one of the reason why we can't communicate with deaf people and they're limited and isolated in their own bubble or if we don't have ramps in our buildings we're the ones to create that limitation for people with limitations so it's all about changing society altogether. all of us joining hands together to make the actual change
Absolutely. I completely agree with that. And also about like, you know, you were given that story for a reason, right? Uh, you were born in a deaf family for a reason. I always believe that uh, because I think that was maybe God's vision to not only help your parents feel inclusive, but also, you know, other, other, you know, other deaf people to feel inclusive as well and create a bridge um, to kind of, you know, bridge them in the society. So I think, I think sometimes it's just like, it's God's will that, you know, if you are given a certain circumstances, it's your mission to help other people with that problem. Maybe, yes. Yeah. I mean, I carry being a child of deaf adult as my identity. You know, that's the first thing I would tell people about myself, that I have deaf parents. That's my identity. That's what defines me. That what That's what makes me different. So mm -hmm. if it occurred to me and if it's happening through me or through the team at Connect here who has similar interests and similar connections, I'm just humbled and grateful that we, we, we were selected for it or that we took it as a part of our life's journey, our life's mission. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, let's carry this conversation forward and ask our <laughs> next question. So what motivated you to take an action towards starting this social startup? So social startup? I think you kind of briefly covered it, but maybe you can kind of explain it further. Yeah, absolutely. I think like I very correctly mentioned before that I always used to come up with ideas, but I would leave it upon someone in the society to come up and do it because I was very young. And, um, you know, Finally, I kind of, you know, decided that, you know, I went up to my parents and I told them that I want to work on this idea. And I was just getting, you know, started at university and I wanted to skip that altogether. And I wanted to just work on my, you know, idea and make something happen. And my parents, like any other parents, were like, you know, first go to school and you'll have your, all your life to work on your idea. But when I was in school, I got very lucky that I had entrepreneurship courses. And when I took those, I think everything was just aligned one after the other when I took the entrepreneurship course then my instructor was like you have to work on an idea and um, I literally presented all the thoughts that I had in my mind for the first time in front of an audience and everybody supported me and everybody was like you know you should do this no one else in the country is doing it so much is happening in the west and this was the first time I was getting validation from people who had no connection with the deaf community that kind of showed that this is not something I want just because I have deaf parents but this is something that the society is realizing and considering the need for as well and then I got a summer break and during the summer break I went to an incubation center called the Nest IO and uh, there is a mentor over there Jahan I went up to her I just walked in and randomly pitched to her my idea and the first thing she said was that the space is available why don't you guys start working right now and I had I had dinner plans that day, so I had to like skip out and be like, oh no, I don't have my laptop, so what if I come tomorrow? But to see the kind of, you know, support that the community who didn't have deaf family members provided to me showed the belief of the system and that, you know, our environment wants to include persons with disability. And I think honestly, when I was getting that kind of external support, that's when I realized that, hey, something can be done and we can be the pioneers of doing it. I don't know whether you believe in law of attraction or law of focus. Um, it's similar thing kind of happened to you where you were kind of fully focusing on, you know, starting that startup and somehow everything kind of aligned 
uh, in the universe to to get you where you are today right because your your vision was quite prominent that you really wanted to do that and and it's and it's all about not the vision is important but it's all about the why and your why was very very strong that you wanted to make the deaf community feel inclusive backed up by your family examples backed up by the struggles that your family has faced i think sometimes your why kind of really helps you to get to the the final destination that you are aiming for um and i think you are doing a great great job um and i guess it's a commendable journey from starting from a university startup and you know ending up uh, getting so many uh, awards and recognition and it's not about recognition recognition is about uh, making people feel inclusive and making a difference i guess that's kind of your yeah. aim yeah I I would also like to mention that the why is very important and I do believe in what you're saying but then another key factor that's important is doing something about you know it so if I would have had the thoughts in my mind but not the courage to go and pitch it to people or maybe hear no's or maybe listen to people going on like you know why are you doing that why are you wasting your time I put myself out there to be criticized I put myself out there to receive the support I walked into places reached out to people people who were like you know big shots or uh, people who you just don't randomly walk in and try to meet with i i gave that chance i took that chance and that's why things led from one thing to the other so i think it's also very very important to act on your why if you actually want to create want to create impact yeah yeah definitely you have to take uncomfortable actions right and that's what you did if you never did Absolutely. that you would have never known you would be too scared but you were like cuz your why was strong and i feel like your intentions were so pure to impact you know like you weren't doing it just for yourself you were doing it for the wider purpose and if that is strong somehow and with your obviously your courage and with your actions everything starts aligning so i'm glad what you did you took that first step and here you are like you know you're doing amazing things thank you um i'm going to move on to the next question so can you just tell tell us uh, about the deaf individuals how are they treated today in pakistan or, or like if comparison like i would say before and like maybe a few years ago to now like how has the shift been yeah i think the biggest learning of our journey is that it's not that the society didn't want to integrate persons with disability or deaf community they just didn't know how the awareness was just not there so you know if you look back like 5 years before a connector happened 5 years before i got into the system and looked at it i always realized that persons with disability or the deaf community were inside their bubbles they were doing great things but within their bubbles and the society outside didn't know about them or didn't know what sign language is for everyone it was just you know movements of hands making sense like that's how people defined it do you know now when um, i was recently conducting a session with like young kids and when i said do you guys know what sign language is and you know there were so many 9 10 years old who have their hands raised and they're like it's the language of the deaf and you know it's up it's, it's it's facial expression it's body movement and i was amazed to see that you know the awareness the learning has changed because now people are taking interest not only the hearing community but the deaf community is coming out and educating people you know deaf 
people are becoming influencers on Instagram. They have their own YouTube channels. They're making videos about, you know, five misconceptions about talking to deaf people. They're teaching sign language. They're making funny TikTok videos. So it's about connecting from both the ends. So I feel deaf community now also realize that it's not that people are pushing us aside and they don't want to connect with us. They don't know about us. So there's a lot of acceptance that you can see from both the ends. Um, you know, before when we started, we had to reach out to people and be like, hey, do you want to include deaf people in your events? And now the structure has changed. I get messages where people are like, we're doing an MUN. Can we also have deaf youth come in and you guys provide us interpretation? Hey, we're doing a concert. Why don't we collaborate with you guys? Or people being like, hey, I heard there's like a big expo happening and I think it would be great if deaf people could be included. I get these messages on a daily basis now where I have to think how to figure it out, how to divide my time, my team. And also deaf people are demand demanding for this access as well. Like, you know, uh, deaf people walk into spaces um, and they ask for interpretation. They ask for accessibility. They're very, very vocal. Um, in 2018, uh, for the first time in our province, in Sindh, uh, deaf people were allowed by, you know, passing a bill, they were allowed to have you know, motor licenses. Now they can officially drive in the in the state, in the province. And um, it, it wasn't there before, before 2018. And the entire movement was done by the deaf community. So, you know, just to summarize it, I feel that now the push is greater. Um, all the policymakers are thinking about it. Deaf people are demanding for access. They're not thinking that, you know, if people are providing us access, it's a favor, but rather they're thinking this is our right. If you're inviting us, you need to make sure that our accessibility part should be there. So I feel that um, there has been a humongous change and we're very proud of it. And so much that has happened in the West before is happening uh, over here now. And I'm very glad to be a part of the journey. And I just hope and wish that it sticks, it stays and it grows. It doesn't die out. No, Azima, like, this makes me so happy. Like, I was, like, so joyful from inside. Like, I can't even tell you how happy I am because I can only understand, like, how can someone feel to feel be felt left out and stuff like that, you know? Like, I, I know, like, when I came from Pakistan to London, like, I didn't know any English and, like, I felt left out. I felt, like, not included. That's completely different. But I'm just saying, like, it, that was just like I, I could speak and so imagine someone not being able to hear and you know how that that yeah. just makes you feel so left out you can't do things so you've like it makes me so happy that you have given them like a voice now they feel part of a full community and they can do all the things and they and you said that makes me so happy they're making like YouTube videos and stuff like that so like mm -hmm. you know because I think before they didn't feel identified with the world and they felt like yeah. they're just a misfit but now they're like we are we have an equal right and we can do everything as well so because of the step you took and also I think because of the diverse um the fact now there's more awareness right now so because yes. of that throughout social media and i think social media has become very very influential over the years now everyone feels like you know we are all very supportive of each other and if someone steps in they're like you know you're not doing that right so like 
I, I'm just so glad what you're doing. It's incredible. Just want to say again. Thank you so much. You know, there was a campaign that was just happening for menstrual health awareness and the company only included deaf bloggers in it. So it was amazing to see that, you know, now companies are trying to reach out and include it, give them, you know, job opportunities through that as well, recognizing them, bringing it out to influencer market. I just absolutely love and, all yeah and i just want to say what you've done is like but everyone in collaboration but like what's happened is you've made their disability into a strength you know they're proud of it now they're like i am definitely like you know like it's absolutely. part of them you know and that's incredible and when they've accepted that fact i can only imagine the strength they've got you know yeah but you're very right. It, it has all happened because of collaborations. I could not have done it alone. Not at all. My team, collaborators, all thanks to them. Absolutely. And I think it was quite that that moment was quite uh, prominent in the Western world. But I guess what you have done um, by your startup is that you have brought that moment um, um, in Pakistan and also kind of given other subcontinent countries like Bangladesh or like India, um, that opportunity as well to bring that change in their countries. Because I think what we see in in, in UK or in European countries, you know, th there are, um, you know, charities out there or there are yeah. government organizations out there, which does a lot for, you know, deaf people to make them inclusive in the society. Um, but I, I, as I said, like, it's not that popular in countries like you know in in asia or in subcontinent but i guess um i really wish that you know your organization connect here can kind of inspire um or probably transition to other countries as well or inspire other countries to take a similar action um and and do something for for their people because i guess you're completely right that you know it's very important for deaf people to feel inclusive and and feel part of the society right because if they do that then they will make more progress right they will Absolutely. make more progress um and yeah. i think it's very important to, to to do that uh because if and that won't really impact them but that will impact their generations to come as well Absolutely. And you're very right about, you know, countries like our neighboring countries. So I would like to mention over here that uh, we know that sign languages around the world is different country, country to country. We have Pakistani sign language, we have British sign language, American sign language. But the interesting fact is that Pakistani sign language, Indian sign language, the sign language used in Bangladesh, all of us have a lot of similarities because we come from the same culture. So just like our spoken languages have so much similarities, just like that, our sign our sign language have a lot of uh, similarities as well. It was Indo-Pak sign language that became Indian and Pakistani sign language. So very interestingly, you know, Connector have a very active YouTube page where we create a lot of video content in sign language. And like the second biggest viewership that we get is from India. Mm -hmm. And then similarly for our app, you know, our sign language interpretation solution through our mobile application, a virtual interpretation, we get a lot of calls coming in from India as well we have interpreted for indian bats we have inter interpreted for indian hospitals indian families and it's just interesting to see how people from you know that country free people from india connect with our interpreters with our deaf interpreters hearing interpreters and are getting their work done as well and we just see the number of downloads increasing every day in india that shows the automatic movement over there where people are like you very rightly said are realizing it are identifying 
applying it and then using it because they know that's their need. Absolutely, absolutely. And I, I really wish that, you know, your technology solution or whatever you're building kind of grows um, and it kind of impacts as, uh, as many people as possible um, across the world and especially in the neighboring country, countries like Pakistan and India and, uh, and it kind of brings the countries together as well um, with the dev moment. Um, let's let's move on to the next question. Um, yes. Okay. So, what do you think uh, our role of, of our part in society is to make deaf individuals or individuals with any disability feel seen and included? I absolutely love that question. I feel all of us in our own parts can make deaf people, persons with disability, feel included. Number one thing, I think a lot of the time we have the hesitance of reaching out to someone who who's different because we don't want to offend them, especially in today's age and time. So I think number one thing you need to know is that it's absolutely okay and they actually love it when you reach out to them. So please Please do if you're confused about how to interact with them you can always ask well-sorted questions you know they are always happy to educate you answer your questions if you don't know about something rather guessing or rather avoiding it's always better to ask learn and act to be able to connect and then the second thing would be to always have the disability lens on whenever you're initiating something or whenever you are working on something so i always always say this to people that whichever company you're working for whichever startup idea you're working on whichever event you're organizing or wherever you're entering if you're going to going for a doctor's appointment today or going to a bank today, always have your disability lens on, go into the spaces and think about, hey, I have access to this place very easily, but would a person with disability or would a deaf person have equal access? And if not, can I do something about it? Do I have the connection? Or maybe I could do something very small, like make a complaint and ask people to provide the access. So try to act on the idea because um, us as a team at Connecture can only do so much, right? But if we have people reaching out to us, collaborating with us, just like you guys, you know, you're like, hey, we want to make your story go out there and people to learn from it. And I'm like, that's amazing. I'm probably not going to get this opportunity on my own from my own platform. I'll be able to reach out more people through you. So I always, always recognize and encourage people to reach out to us, write to us with your ideas. If you go to a university where we could do a session or if you go to a hospital where we could tell them about our technology or we can sensitize them about how to interact with PWDs or anything like if you want to learn a single word in sign language you can always be like hey Azima can you teach me how to say this word in sign language so please always have your disability lens on come up with ideas and then reach out to us to collaborate and just multiply the impact of this work absolutely right um, azima and i think it's very important to not consider the disabled people as different uh, they are human beings under the, the day i think it's very important to have that lens um, you know visible all the time of course they have disability um, but 
it just um, I think this the sign language is just different language of communicating to them, right? That's that's the only thing. It's not Absolutely. anything. Anything. It's not like you know anything um, like um, a, 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 anything like out of the world, right? It's just a different language. I think if if we kind of understand, if you put that lens on and put that perspective on, I think things kind of really really change. And I really love the fact mm -hmm. that you said that you know you are doing so well with your startup. But I think we should all be change makers, right? We should we should all think in terms of how we can impact people or how we can uh, disable people or people with any disability in terms of how we can make them feel inclusive um, in our societies, in our organizations, um, or wherever we go. Um, because um, I think charities can do a certain amount, but I guess it's a responsibility mm -hmm. of the wider citizens to kind of come forward and yeah. and 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 give their time and uh, and use it use the creative thinking to see how they can impact the people well yeah and it doesn't have to be big things right like as you said you don't have to go and make a youtube channel on it but you just have to be aware like you know that there is you know you, you just have to give them the equal respect be kind to them and i think that's what you're trying to say that even if you make you have to be, doesn't have to be a big, I mean, you can open a YouTube channel, but I'm just saying like, it has, it can be something very, very tiny, but that tiny step that you take can mean a lot to someone, you know, and then you Absolutely. are trying to make a better world by doing that. Absolutely. It's all about acting on the ideas that you're getting. Just act. Exactly. Exactly. Um, okay. Again, moving on to the next question. So how does it feel to be, be able to impact so many people with your incredible startup? And do you have like a quick, like inspiring story? Cause we have limited time of someone that you've impacted and that's always been stayed with you that make basically keeps you going. Yeah. I think the best, um, whenever someone asks me this, it's absolutely takes me back to the crowd of the concert we were a part of. So we did a deaf inclusive concert in Pakistan. And once, you know, we announced about it, you know, people were commenting on Instagram saying that, you know, that's a ridiculous idea, wanting to try make deaf people, you know, enjoy music. How would you do that? But once that happened, you know, there were 300 deaf people of all age group enjoying music, dancing to music. If you were there yourself, you could not tell the difference between who was deaf and who was not deaf and that was the that that was the moment that i realized why i do what i do and why i want to create this kind of impact you know bringing the societies together and since that day you know everything that we have done i always remind myself how it benefits the beneficiary that we're working out for how it connects them with the rest of the society and that just keeps me going i guess no, that that's really amazing. I wish I was there to witness that, you know, that inclusivity that I, because as I said, everyone has a birthright to enjoy themselves and live this beautiful life that we all yeah. be blessed with, right? So you being able to give them opportunities like this, I think it's incredible. And, and you know, one more thing, Azima, you're leaving like a legacy behind because you you're basically saying, you know, we've done this and now there's gonna be much better things, you know, more concerts, more things, you know, they're gonna feel more inclusive part of it. So, you know, more more power to them and making them having more better jobs. I don't know what else. This could be like an amazing thing that you've started. 
I'm just so happy that I got to do this podcast because, you know, it's just so nice to see like <laughs> amazing you. things that you're doing. Next time you're in Pakistan and we have something going on, you guys are more than welcome to come visit. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I don't even need an invite. I'm coming. <laughs> no, no, no invite. <laughs> you have a free pass. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I completely, I was just about to say the same thing that Anusha said that, you know, your startup can just be a drop in the ocean. Um, and, you know, it, it can really open up opportunities for other people to see, you know, what Connect Hair can do, has done, um, and, you know, what are the opportunities uh, that are open in, in this space, as well as, you know, to impact people with other disabilities. So I think your startup has inspired people, I guess, to take that action, as you said, and, and you know, take that first action, first, take the first leap um, and, and do something that is bigger than yourself, right? Um, you know, I always believe that, you know, it's not all about me or you, it's about the other people. It's about, yes. you know, the, the, the community, I guess. If your why is bigger than I, than yourself, then you will go far because, because then, you know, you are, when, as you said, when you impact people, when you see that inclusion, you feel further motivated to, you know, to, to, to make further impact. So I think your, your why should be bigger than, than yourself. It should be about others. And if your why Absolutely. is bigger than that, I think you see that multiplying that impact, multiplying in leaps and bounds. So absolutely. I mean, I could have been just an interpreter and not do any of that. Right. But that's the whole thought that if I stop doing it or if I die, then who continues yeah. it, who makes sure that it still happens. And that should always be the goal. Absolutely. And I was reading this book from Robin Chan. I think it's the best time to kind of say that right now. So he was saying that um, there are when you die and you, when you, you know, when you're having your last breaths, uh, there are two things that would be important. The first thing is that what you became. And second thing is how many people you helped. Mm. And I think second point kind of suited perfectly to what you are doing, right? Because that, that, um, right. yeah, exactly. <laughs> now that, that's absolutely fine. But I think second point kind of kind of relates, resembles to what the connect here um, is doing and his mission to kind of impact people, I think, because startups kind of come in different shapes or form uh but i i guess the startup that attaches mission to his value goes far Thank so you. yeah no problem <laughs> so let's see what the uh, last question uh and our favorite question um what was holding you back before you took that step action to start your own startup Man, I ask myself this every single day. <laughs> My biggest regret is why didn't I start sooner when I was in school and college and I had all the time in the world. But I think um, I think I never thought that I would be the one doing it or I never thought that um, I would have the support system to make things happen. You know, um, I had no knowledge of technology. I was just connected with the deaf community in my uh, society, not beyond that. So I feel, you know, one plus one wasn't happening for me at that time. And it was a lot getting out of your comfort and a lot of like, you know, thoughts pumping in, coming again and again, that made me take the step. But other than that, there was nothing else. It just never occurred to me before, but I wish it ha it would have. 
Yeah, I think sometimes we are the ones that are stopping ourselves, right? I think, um, and sometimes we think too much about the society, what society will think if I start this, blah, blah, blah. But I guess, I guess in your case, um, your vision was a lot more greater. And, and I think it doesn't really matter what age you started, at least you started. I think that's, that's the important thing, right? Yeah, and I think the support system matters a lot. Like, I'm very grateful for my parents, my brother, my biggest supporter. You know, people around you supporting your idea, that's also very important. Not everyone's going to support you, but like the people who matter, having their trust in your idea, that's also key. And and people that can relate to your situation, right? For example, yeah. you said your brother, he, he was there in the same boat as you. So you kind of relate mm-hmm. what like Definitely. your four parents go through because I cannot relate in terms of what your family went through because I haven't been through that you know what I mean yeah it's just about people that have been through it that will relate more to your kind of situation and would be that's true happy to help yeah yeah okay so now let's move on to the best part of the podcast and this is the I mean that what we had was best too (laughs) but it's the rapid fire round you can only answer in a line or using a word which never works but we can definitely try (laughs) okay are you ready Azima yeah I should have practiced but let's do it it's not coffee with Karan don't worry I mean there's no okay good 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 okay so what keeps you going in your hardest times um my family my family wonderful uh one advice to your younger self um you should have started sooner <laughs> i love that but you've started so that's some of the <laughs> um if you have one piece of advice to give to our audience what would it be start right now (laughs) i think um one piece of advice use whatever tools you have around you to start right now you can bootstrap and make great business out of it exactly there's yeah no no point waiting yeah perfect thank you that is actually over with the rapid fire you did really well i think okay good Good. But thank you, guys. Perfect, okay. perfect. So thank you so much, Azima, for joining us. It's been a great experience. I hope you continue to make impact uh, so many people in Pakistan and around the world by expanding Connect even more. Uh, you are such a big inspiration to us and so many people around you. And you have given so many people a chance to live their lives with pride and confidence rather than fear. You probably don't realize the impact you have made on people by by starting this amazing organization. You have shown us that if you truly aspire to do something with your true passion to serve others, you can achieve it. And and this universe helps you on the way to your journey. Azima, if our audience wants to connect with you and or with connect here, uh, where can they find find it? Of course, um, you guys can reach out to connect here, social media, our Instagram, our Facebook. We are very, very active in responding. And if you want to reach out to me, you can look me up on Instagram, Azima Dhanji, or I don't know, uh, should I spell my email out? Or I think social media is great. Social I think media. you guys can write to me yeah. on social media, give reference of this podcast, and I would, I would love to talk to you on. Awesome. We can put the links as well in the bio, but yeah, thank you. Oh, perfect. Perfect. Azima Danji, not Danji. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs>
So thank you. Uh, and thank you to all of you who are listening. We are grateful and humble to have you as part of our growing community who are trying to break past barriers, which are holding you back to achieve your goals. Let's together change lives around us. Um, please follow us on our Instagram page, What's Holding You Back, and give us feedback. You can listen to us on various places such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. We are so excited for our upcoming episodes. They are going to be epic. So I'm looking forward to having you back, sending you lots of love and gratitude as well as strength to whatever you're going through. Thank you. Thank you.